Welcome to Patents in Progress, a podcast series from the European Patent Office. Hello, my name is Nigel Clark, and I'm very pleased to be invited to introduce this series of podcasts. I work in patent information, but the podcasts feature patent examiners. Uh, we've put this series together to showcase a number of diverse technologies, ranging from biotechnology and pharma via semiconductors to fast-moving consumer goods. You'll be surprised that despite the diversity of technology, there are some common themes running through the whole series of podcasts. But you'll be also be delighted at the expertise and the sheer enthusiasm that the examiners exude for their technical fields and their profession. I'm sure you'll find something to enjoy in this series of podcasts. Hello there, it's Nigel Clark here again, and I'm with Cecile Fayos here, who's an examiner in the pharmaceutical pharma area. Cecile, would you like to start off by telling us a little bit about yourself, your background, and what your job is generally on a day-to-day -day basis? Well, hello, Nigel. I am a molecular and cell biologist by training. I'm also an engineer in biotechnology. And what I work in right now and since 20 years is uh, the pharmaceutical field, which means I deal with patent applications which relate to medicaments, so pharmaceuticals, and their different uses in therapy. That's what I've been doing for the last 20 years. <laughs> that sounds, it sounds quite a lot, actually, and uh, a, a very broad background. Um, we were talking a little bit earlier on about um, natural products, uh, and could you explain a little bit about what you mean by natural products in pharmacy? Well, the pharmaceutical area in the patent office, there are two main areas. The ones that, that um, the examiners that deal with chemical products for use in therapy, so the classical pharma uh, pharmaceuticals that we know, and then the ones that we call biopharmacists, where we deal with natural products, means proteins, peptides, but also cells, mammalian cells or animal cells, as well as bacterial cells, but also plant extracts, for example. So it's a very, very broad field of expertise that we have, at the same time very specific because the field is very particular. We have to take care of many specific aspects relating to uh, ethics, etc. I understand. Um, but uh, you're talking about natural product uh, extracts, if you like, uh, but these must have been around for thousands of years. Um, how does the modern technology patent system fit in with stuff that's been around forever? Well, we are very much aware of that and we take great care not to um, fall in that trap. And the issue, the, these are very sensitive cases relating to the traditional knowledge and the biopiracy. And we monitor this all the time. And of course, we have a very broad field of expertise and very uh, big, ac large access to prior art of many, many sorts. And we take great care not to grant patents for plant extracts, for instance, which might have been known for many, 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 many years and which are used uh, for many years in some 
areas or some geographical areas or some cultural areas. So what would you say is the, um, is there any uh, impact on the work that you do um, with developments in, for example, artificial intelligence? Um, Does that affect the, the kind of inventions that you see or the way that technology is going? Not yet, but I suppose it will affect. Not yet in the, because what we deal with are inventions in the pharmaceutical field that will actually be um, on the market and uh, um, will actually be pharmaceutical blockbusters in 10 to 15 years. We take care, uh, we take care of these pharmaceutical inventions at the very first stage of development. And for the time being, I haven't seen any link to artificial intelligence. This might come, or some other colleagues might have seen that. I haven't. What I see, the development, the technological development that I see more and more is going towards a trend of personalized medicine, Mm -hmm. which means like um, the application of the therapeutic product, especially to the needs of a certain patient due to his genotyping or something like this. And um, I guess, uh, you know, from a a non-expert point of view, there's only one aspect, that, or let's say only one aspect is act, the actual um, active material uh, that's patentable. I guess there's other issues like dosage and delivery mechanisms. Could you say something about that? Yes. Well, in the field of pharmacy, we do not tend to deal um, with the products per se, like the pharmaceutical compositions. What we deal with is... Well, it's like the typical follow-on application. So the therapeutic, the compound is known, or the protein is known, or the cell is known, and the applications we see deal with further indications, further clinical situations, meaning new groups of patients or new dosage regimens, different administration routes, for example, different mechanisms of action which end up in different patients being treatable successfully, also combinations of drugs. So it's more like the further development of the the drug entity itself, Mm -hmm. its use. And do you see um, situations where, for example, uh, one of your pharmaceutical products, if I may Mm -hmm. say that, um, has a use, but then a new use is discovered later on? Yes, yes, all the time, all the time. This is the standard that we, that we see. A new use means in our field not only the treatment of a different disease, which can happen, but also uh, narrowing down uh, the group of patients or broadening it or a different route of administration, again, which leads to different results, more effective treatment or more comfort for the, the patient. Let's say a drug is known to be administrable intravenously since years, and now they find a form which allows administration orally. This is very good for the patient if he achieves the, the same effect is achieved. So these kind of things we see also. Behind this, it's a technology drive for new drugs that come from natural products. Who are the active players? There? Are they big companies? Are they small companies that are, you know, at the, the cutting edge of uh, research? What we tend to see are large companies and universities, because you have the drug development process is very long, very, very costly. So the big players are large pharmaceutical companies and universities. Of course, there are some 
spin-offs or there are some new companies, but then they get, in order to get the, the funds for further research, mm -hmm. they, it goes to, uh, to larger companies normally. Mm -hmm. There are exceptions, of course, but we, we tend to see very little independent inventors in our field. You mentioned something about the development time and the lead-in time. It's, it's, I think everybody knows that the, the lead-in from, let's say, uh, invention to market for pharmaceuticals is a very long time. Have you, in your experience, actually experienced the transition from an invention on your desk to a product in the marketplace? Not a blockbuster, not like the medicament which has such an impact on healthcare that it changes the, the, the world. But my colleagues have uh, patented uh, Viagra, for instance, have patented uh, the Taxol. Have, um, we have uh, many cases of uh, Botox as well and therapeutic applications. So we see them, but uh, I have had no such one on my desk personally. I'm sure it's going to happen one day. Yes, I will be maybe surprised next year or next month. You never know. I'm sure we will. So what, what is the challenge? What's the difficulty in your job? What, what do you find the most challenging aspect of your work? The principle underlying my work is that we have to uh, um, allow for um, pharmaceutical products to be patented without hindering medical doctors or veterinarians in the practice of medicine. So we really have to distinguish what is really therapeutic and what is not. That's the first step. And then there are other legal challenges like taking good care that, uh, of the sensitive cases. It can be like we talked about the bioparacy and traditional knowledge, but also sensitive cases where it comes to stem cells, for instance, and embryonic stem cells, methods of treatment which, um, for example, encompass uh, killing of animals or suffering of animals or methods like euthanasia, for example, which are very sensitive and which really have, beyond the technical matters, we have to take care of that. And then the other challenge, which is, uh, which is very important, comes from the fact that we, need, we touch many different, very specific areas, mm -hmm. not only pharmacy, but uh, in my team, for example, we have uh, medical doctors biochemists, pharmacologists, chemists. We have to know a lot of everything, mm -hmm. but we are in a very, very precise field of technology. So that's a, that's a bit of a challenge. On the one side, the legal side, which mm -hmm. touches ethics, and on the other side, the very, very specific field of technology, which touches many, many sides. And uh, there are, uh, so we say, types of inventions or types of technologies which are excluded from uh, patentability and exempted. Uh, so you need to take care of those exemptions and exclusions as well. Of course, yes. In particular, um, the methods of treatment of the human or animal body, that, like we said, that we do not hinder the doctors in their practice, but also some specific natural compositions or compounds. But this, again, is not my field because I will we deal with natural products mm -hmm. which have found a new use in therapy. The, um, the <clears throat> specialists for that are the colleagues in biotechnology. Mm -hmm. And um, science and exploration goes on all the time. There must be new species which are discovered. How and perhaps something like a, an extract of an animal skin or a, a new kind of algae that produces something. How do you deal with that? How do you take that on board? 
we read, we try to get acquainted with the newest uh, developments, we try to go to conferences, we communicate with each other. We That's, that's science. Science evolves all the time. And uh, we see science with a bit of a time lapse. So when science occurs, it takes maybe one year until it lands uh, on our desk. But we should be aware of that. And we try to maintain this level of knowledge all the time. Do you feel yourself a scientist still? Yes. Well, not a researcher. But I feel myself a scientist in the way that I study science. And I love science and I love to study it and to understand it. That makes me very happy. <laughs> so what, what's the, um, the thing or things that make you most happy with your job? What, what, what sends you home with a spring in your step at the end of the day? That I continue learning every day and that uh, I'm stimulated in the knowledge of biology, understanding physiological mechanisms, pathologies, how medicaments work, mm -hmm. and that I still touch many, many different things, that instead of narrowing down mm -hmm. to one single, single field from which I come from, from my studies, I've learned that uh, everything is connected, and that's the beauty of the pharmaceutical field. So what do you think are the latest trends in the work that you have to do and the inventions that you see? Well, you know, I'm not aware of all the trends, but something that has stricken me lately is that we see a lot uh, of evolution in the, in the way to um, personalize medicine, which means where the therapy is really tailored to the patient and what his exact needs are and what's, uh, what his genes express. Fascinating. And uh, finally, Cecile, how do you see the effect of converging technologies on what you do? I mean, for example, you see things like microfluidics, lab on a chip, these kind of things. What's your observation on that? Well, we see it all the time. It is, it is like the essence of the pharmaceutical field from implants carrying certain therapeutic products to chips, as you said, new uh, purification techniques, etc. We see it all the time. And that's the beauty also of the job, to be aware of different fields of technology and how they apply and are used in ours. And I think this is, well, this is the beauty of the job. Thanks very much, Cecile. That's all we've got time for for now. But thank you very much for sharing your experience and your enthusiasm for uh, pharmacy and, and your job. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Do you want to know when the next episode comes out? Hit the subscribe button now. Thanks for listening. We look forward to welcoming you next time on Talk Innovation, the EPO podcast.